This episode of the Morning Skate is brought to you by Laga Sports. Laga Sports specializes in making 100% custom, fully sublimated uniforms and apparel for a variety of sports, but they're known for the premium quality and creativity of hockey jerseys. They have a one-price, any-design policy. It doesn't matter if you're looking for a simple NHL style or if you're wanting to create jerseys that look like Rebel Fighters from Star Wars. The price will always be the same, and the design of possibilities are endless. Check them out at lagasports.com. That is lagasports.com. L-A-G-A-S-P-O-R-T-S dot com. Own your look, own the game. Guys, welcome back to another episode of the Morning Skate. This is episode 134. You got Ked here. I'm here with Hal. Hal, you drinking a White Claw right now? <laughs> it's a it's a Bud Light seltzer, dude. I, I think this is actually this is at, that's, I'm at the point of quarantine where I think this has been in my fridge for five weeks or so. So I'm just kind of not really picking and choosing at this point. Just kind of next man up mentality. Yeah. Had boy. Well, happy Easter. It's it's Easter Sunday. Uh, some of you guys who are listening realize that I didn't introduce BizDev Dale, and that's because I think we have an announcement. Hal, do you want to you want to do the announcement? <clears throat> yeah. So podcast uh, podcast safety department uh, reviewed some actions by BizDev Dale. I would say when did they happen? Last week, I think it was the last around last Sunday or so. Um, we didn't record a podcast last week, partially, mostly probably my fault. Hand up on that. Um, but afterwards, uh, BizDev overstepped his boundaries in a few cases. We're not going to get into details. We're going to keep it in-house. But he has Contact been suspended. detrimental to the podcast. He has been suspended for one podcast for content, conduct detrimental to the podcast. Um, I think it was well-earned, and I think it was a light punishment by the league. I do, too. Um, since this talk has happened, BizDev has stepped up a little bit in the BizDev department, and I would like to say I appreciate that. However, the actions taken by him over the last two weeks before this, I think you're right. I think maybe we went a little bit light here, but I think this was a uh, – hopefully he woke up from this. And, you know, just because we're on quarantine doesn't mean there's no days off. So, uh, Yeah, and I, I'd like to add two things. I mean, when I first asked BizDev for a statement um, defending himself uh, in front of the board, he responded with, are you serious? Um, couldn't even spell the words out either. He shortened them all. Yeah. So it was kind of embarrassing. That was definitely a big factor in it. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess we can move on from that. But Should I, should I uh, read his statement? <clears throat> well, that's the other thing. His statement that he, he released, it sounded like, like a politician who got cheating on his wife and then has to hold a press conference. Like, it just sounded like a PR stunt left and right to me. I didn't feel too much heart until maybe the last paragraph. Do you want me to read it? <clears throat> On the night of March 30th, I, Dale, finished the series finale of Ozark. Upon completion, I looked at Twitter and was pleased to find a reply to the first Daily Dose of Dale video I had posted. Although clear and stable-minded, I responded to a complimentary tweet saying, thank you, I appreciate that. It was not until it was later brought to my attention abruptly this morning where I was notified abruptly. That said tweet I replied to said, if you're the man behind the morning skate, I want to know, I want to let you know I love the content. 
Upon falsely implying that I, Dale, TMS, BizDev, am the singular man behind behind all the content. I would like to, on record, that I've written one blog, with the exception of podcast starting this September. I am solely behind the guide. I pride myself in the value I bring to the business development-wise and apologize for any confusion, assumptions, slander, or any auxiliary ramifications my actions may have caused BizDev Dale. So my question for you, did he write that? He said he did. There's just two things. One, there's the last paragraph, there's a lot of vocabulary. It sounds like something that his significant other might have written. I don't know if that was him. In the first two paragraphs, it was very condescending due to a snarky. It felt rude and didn't feel like it was uh, an apology. No, I think so, too. And so we have a group text of all like the people at blog, pretty much our whole squad. And uh, one guy said, set up a Zoom where all the bloggers can ask their questions, comments, and concerns. I actually don't hate that, having a press conference about something along these lines. So stay tuned. Maybe that happens later this week. But that is why he's not here. He will be back shortly. Now, moving on. Let's just hop right in. All right. <laughs> moving on. Uh, NHL in the news. This is sponsored by Death Wish Coffee. Fuck yeah. Whoa. I'm not sure how I got here, but this is a really cool podcast. Well, while I'm here, I guess I'll introduce myself. I am the Incredible Jeff the host of Fueled by Deathcast, the weekly podcast from the Deathwish Coffee Company. Each week, I get to talk with a special guest from rock stars to astronauts about what they do and what fuels their passion, because we're all fueled by death. We want to leave this world a little different before we inevitably leave it for good. Follow Fueled by Deathcast on all social media and subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, or the Deathwish Coffee Company YouTube page. But for now, let's finish this awesome podcast. All right, guys. And if you guys want to purchase some Death Wish, head over to their website, deathwishcoffee.com. Use promo code MORNINGSKATE for 10% off any purchase. Again, this stuff's legit. Before quarantine, this is all I drank every single day. I would get to work, walk to Saratoga Coffee Traders, get an ice. Death Wish, shit's legit. But, all right. NHL in the news time, Colby Caveman. How fucking brutal is this? Yeah, man. It sucks. I don't... I mean, I, I, there's not much to say on it other than it's a terrible situation. I feel, yeah, I, I mean, I feel terrible for his family. That The whole brain aneurysm thing is one of the scariest things I feel like I've ever heard of, that it can just basically happen randomly to anyone. That's terrifying. Uh, it just sucks. I think he signed with the Bruins, and I remember I actually went back. I tried to find the podcast. I couldn't, but I remember all all I remember saying about him when they signed him was he was uh, – He's from Battle. His name's Colby K. First off, great hockey name. Battleford, Saskatchewan. Played for the Swift Current Broncos. He was the captain of the team there. Um, I don't know. Went undrafted. Made it. Played three years in the minors. Kind of got called up and down with the Bruins. Got waves sent to the Oilers. It's kind of doing the same thing there, dude. But it's kind of. I mean, it's basically just a hockey player. You know what I mean? If you just if you kind of look through his career and his trajectory, just someone who always. I mean, he played hard, uh, and he played for every chance he could, and he seemed to love it. I always hold, like, a special place in my heart for those players that go on draft and end up making the show, right? Because that, that's insane. Think about how many people are drafted every year, and your name's not even on there. And somehow you grind and grind and grind and finally get a chance to play in the show. Like, Dan Girardi undrafted. Love Dan Girardi. Um, the stuff that Colby's wife has put out is just like, I teared up a little bit, dude. I'll be honest with you. It just sucks, man. Just out of nowhere. It's, uh, it's, it sucks. It fucking really, really sucks. And, yeah. uh, T's and P's to the cave family. I mean, he had a hell of a jawline 
and he he was a good player. He was a fucking well-rounded player. It seemed like everybody who played with him really enjoyed playing with him. Uh, who's your coach again? Cassidy, right? Yeah. Uh, he said something along the lines that he he kind of like he respected the fact that Colby did whatever he had to do to get to the NHL. Like he he went through it, and I thought that was cool. You're seeing tons of players go out, tons of hockey teams showing their respects. I thought that was a pretty uh, cool moment. So shout out to Colby Cave. Uh, rest in peace, man. T's and P's. And uh, fuck, that sucks. Uh, moving on. Kind of stick with the Bruins. I, I saw this on Reddit. Bruins defenseman and Bobby Orr's de- defense partner, Dallas Smith, was invited to play for Team Canada during the 72-7 series, but declined, citing the necessity necessity to work his farm. Do you know anything about this Dallas Smith guy? I have no idea, dude. Love the story, though. Dallas. I mean, first off, if your name's Dallas, you obviously own a farm. Work <laughs> a farm, have some experience with livestock i would assume dude uh, yeah i had never heard this before but it's, it's awesome like i can't that guy's such a cowboy man like can you imagine turning down an opportunity to play for your country and you're like nah man like i got a couple horses i gotta let out and uh, a couple cows having baby calves and roosters crowing in circles and eat that's insane dallas <laughs> I think the name Dallas is sick. There's a guy who plays in, a, in beer leagues around us. I think his name is Dallas, and you look at him, and you're like, yeah, that's a fucking Dallas right there, dude. Uh, I don't know. What Anything else on Dallas Smith, dude? No, not a ton, dude. I mean, I, if you look him up, he's a Manitoba guy, which, I mean, makes so much sense, too. Um, <clears throat> great, set, great set of hair. He's one of those guys that looks like he kind of started to bald a little bit, kind of looked like Mantis Toboggan's uh, EAS, EASHL character. Um, but he rocked it well and just looked like an intimidating force on the blue line. Also, um, I bet you Bobby Orr loved having a D partner named Dallas Smith because you know Dallas Smith was always going to be in front of the net. You know Dallas Smith was willing to take a hit to make a breakout pass to Bobby. Like That's probably a great uh, second punch for him. They probably had matching like defensive partner belt buckles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you caught me off guard there, but I agree. What else, what else do you have? Uh, battle of Russian goalies. Uh, this has happened long awaited in New York for the Islanders. Ilya Sorokin refused to sign extension with CSKA and is set to sign with the Islanders right after his current contract expires April 30th. So, like, this kid in Shesterkin have been kind of running the whole Russian goalie circuit over there for the younger kids. Now uh, he's coming over. They're going to be rivals, Rangers, Islanders. I'm a little nervous. I am a little nervous because, like, one of these guys is going to end up being better than the other guy, and I'm going to be so pissed off if the rain, if Shesterkin, like, I mean, he's legit. He's won so many fucking games, but still. What do you have on this? And the Islanders, they just signed Varlamov, like, a four-year deal. So what what are they even going to do? I don't know, dude. I just don't understand where all these Russian goalies are coming from. I felt like forever before Vasilevsky, we had, like, no really good Russian goalies. Like, Varlamov, maybe, but, like. He's let's think, let's think that through. Who like Russian goalies? Bobrovsky, uh, Gag, dude. <laughs> yeah, like Nitamaki. Um, but yeah, Bobrovsky. Uh, Nid- no, Nitamaki's finished. This is pretty bad podcasting right now. I know I have one. I think Havi Bulin might be Russian. That's like Havi a- Bulin was sick. Yeah. <laughs> We're missing one. Oh, Briz, Brizgalov, dude. He was Russian. Uh, I mean, there's a good amount of Russian goalies. I just don't – I don't know. Like, are Russian goalies really that good? It feels like there's a ton in Long Island, a ton 
in New York and there's just going to be like hatred between the two or like, is that basically what you're saying? Are you pumped for this Russian goalie rivalry? I mean, I hope, Oh, if getting to Bakov, dude, that's, that's a good one. Um, that's about all the ones that I'm looking at right now, but yeah, I mean, wow, dude, there's really not, this is crazy. I'm looking up Russian NHL goalie stats. This is nuts. Javi Bulin, Nabokov, Bobrovsky, Varlamov, Brzgalov, Andre Vasilevsky, Anton Kadobin, Mikhail Shalankov, Georgiev, Ilya Samsonov, Shesterkin. Those are all the Russian goalies that have played in the NHL. There's really not that many. Right, and now there's like four or five like blue chip like Russian goalie prospects. So I'm kind of nervous about that. Like, I don't know. I feel like the odds. That's like, wild. Yeah. Like, I thought for a second that maybe we were just having a brain cramp, but I guess that really proves our point. There are not that many great Russian goalies. There's not that many Russian goalies, period. Yeah. There's only 16, it says. This can't be right. Yeah, and, I mean, Trachiak got lit up against USA, dude, so how good was he? Did you ever know anybody? Did you ever know any kids growing up that went to Trachiak's camp? Like, I always heard rumors about goalies that went to Trachiak's goalie camp. Dude, I played for Corinth. We played 10 games outside. I don't think any of the Corinth kids were going to go hang out with Vladislav Trachiak, dude. <laughs> All right, what's the next What's the next topic? Uh, Rick Jenneret has a feeling next Sabre season will be his last hurrah. I don't like Rick Jenneret. I don't like his voice. He bothers me. But I will say I respect the fact that he's been with the Sabres for this long. And if you're a Sabres fan, I think I think everybody loves him, right? Yeah, dude. I, I always, whenever he gets brought up, I always talk about how when I lived in Buffalo, you could see him driving around in a Nissan Murano with a license plate that said Top Shelf. I always thought that was great. Um, I don't know, man. I, I like him. I don't, like, love him. I'm not, like, I don't know. I think he's funny. It's kind of like Jack Edwards, I think. If you're a Sabres fan, it makes 100% sense. 100% sense why you like him. Um, but, I, I mean, I'm impartial on him. I will say this, though. If the Buffalo Sabres, and this won't even happen, so this is the biggest hypothetical in the world. Say the Buffalo Sabres make it to the Stanley Cup final next year. It's game seven. Um, and Rick Jarenaret's, like, retiring. You have to let him call that game. <clears throat> you got to let him call the game. He's got to fucking be the guy who, like, either sings the anthem or drops the puck. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, like it, that would be such a shame, like, if the Buffalo Sabres made it all that way, you know, since last year, and then we had to, like, still listen to, like, Pierre. Yeah. Like, you, you know, know, I mean, I would much rather have that. It'd probably be kind of annoying. Like, if the Bruins were playing the Sabres and Rick Jenner was calling the game in the playoffs, I'd lose my mind. But, like, you got to have him in there. Yeah, he, he reminds me of, like, Hans from Mighty Dogs. <laughs> yeah. Except for, like, way louder. Yeah, I I don't know, man. I mean, what do you think Rick Jenneret's going to do when he retires? Do you think he's, like, got a lake house on, like, Lake Erie? Like, do you think he's, like, going to stay? What do you think, like, Rick Jenneret does? Do you think he goes to Vegas, Arizona? I don't, he's just so loud. I don't know where he goes. <laughs> like, where do loud people go? I don't know. I feel like Rick Jenneret might be the guy who, like, stays in Buffalo and tries to get, like, free meals at the diner for the rest of his life. Like, he doesn't want to go He shows there. up in, like, a pair of overalls. Has a big car dealership commercials. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a car dealership <laughs> commercial guy for sure. That's a no-brainer. If you own a fucking Ford dealership in Buffalo, you better be having Generat call your commercials. And I just want to say, we I think that's actually a compliment. If someone thinks that's a mean thing we're saying, I think that would be a compliment for Generat. Yeah, I think it would be sick if I was the face of a car commercial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me too, dude. I don't. That's all I got on Generat. Um, you want to talk about the Hobie Baker Award? Yeah, so I've been pumping up Jeremy Swayman. He didn't win the Hobie Baker. Uh, 
I'm fine with that. Uh, Minnesota Duluth Scott Peranovich. He's like a five foot nine. He's basically Tory Krug. Kind of a sick career. He played three years there, won two national championships. Third year gets cut short, but he doesn't have to worry about being the team that didn't win it the next year because like because yeah, the yeah. season ended early and then he wins the Hobie Baker. So it's two national championships and a Hobie Baker, pretty good. He's also a St. Louis draft pick. I'm pretty sure. So that kind of sucks. I think I think on this kid, and I don't know if you'll have anything on him. I think he's either going to be like Tory Kruger, he's going to be like Steve Camper. Like, you never know with Hobie Baker winners. Like, is it really that sick? Um, I don't know. What's your opinion on Hobie Baker winners? I used to love college hockey until Butcher Gross got heavily involved in it, and now I don't watch because of it. So I don't know anything about him. I will say this. If I was ever able to win two national championships and a Hobie Baker, I would be the fucking man. So I'm going to be supporting this kid. What's his name again? Uh, shit. Peronovich. Oh, hell yeah. That's a sick name. Scott Peronovich. Another one I wanted to ask you on this, too, just because there's not a ton going on, so I want your opinions. I know you're not a huge college hockey guy, um, but there was a kid. Um, I used to be a huge college hockey guy. I love the atmosphere that college hockey had with the fans and shit. So there's this kid, Jordan Kawaguchi. He was one of the three finalists. He's a junior at North Dakota. Um I think he I, I think he led their team in points. I don't remember exactly how many points he put up. Oh, 45 points, 15 goals, 30 assists, and 13 game winners, which led the country. That's a crazy stat. 15 goals, 13 are goal winner or game winners. He's going back for his senior year. What do you think about Cal Gucci's putting on one more season in North Dakota? I mean, he's Gucci for Cal Gucci, dude. That's fucking sick. I mean, this kid that there's a sponsorship right there. That was simple. Yeah. Uh 15 game winners out of 15 goals. He's got that clutch gene. Uh, fuck, dude. I don't think I, I may have scored like three game winners in my whole career, and that's including beer league. So I can't imagine scoring 13 in one year at like a division one level. That's fucking crazy. So that's uh, my, but do you think like if you were in his shoes, would you go pro after a season like that? Or would you go back for your senior year? Do you respect the move? I think you're going to see a lot of guys go back next year just because the season ended so short. Yeah, it's going to be weird. I guess that's a good point too. I'd go back. Like, fuck it. Well, actually, it's also way different. Like, if this if this kid legitimately has an NHL future and, like, I don't know if he was drafted or not, but, like, you want to get paid. So, yeah. school yeah, I, sucks. I'd rather get paid. Yeah, exactly. It's a tough call. Uh, and then the only other thing I had on that, so Jeremy Swayman, the U-Main goalie who I pump his tires, didn't win. He won the Mike Richter goalie, Mike Richter Award for Best College Hockey Goalie. I'm happy with that, dude. That's a good enough victory for me. What I really wanted to say on this is you brought up Bouchergross. I Like I always say, I don't mind his writing. He just rubs me the wrong way with college hockey sometimes. He was hosting SportsCenter. It was publicized that the Hobie Baker Award would would be on 11 p.m. I assume that it would lead off, right? There's literally no sports going on. Like, just make it lead off. Tune in at 11, and I have to wait five minutes to 11.05 because SportsCenter had to show two NBA players playing 2K um, like on Twitch in like a round robin series before they showed the Hobie Baker Award winner. So like if like if we really love college hockey that much, you don't think Bouchergrass could have been like, let's make this first. It's the most important thing. Like that, I will never get five minutes back of watching two guys play two K. Yeah, dude. What kind of poster bar are you for the college hockey? If you can't even get them before two NBA guys playing a video game. That's what I'm saying. Like, was it like were there really that many people clamoring to tune into Sports Center to watch those two guys, um, like playing video games? I don't think so. Like, I'm sure not a lot of people tuned into 
Sports Center to watch the Hobie Baker Award awards, but like, who's watching Sports Center right now? What's the point of Sports Center right now? No, you nailed it. I I would love to know how many people are actually watching those guys play video games on ESPN. Probably way more than I would want to know, but um, that is unfortunate. <clears throat> no, I it's 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 a sad day for college hockey. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you but, got- but speaking of video games, this is the point of the podcast where we're going to bring on uh, our buddy EO Dubs Mantis, Doctor Mantis Toboggan. So let's let's get that interview in right now. All right, guys, uh, this is this is pretty important time of the podcast. Uh, myself, Ked, and Hal were here with Mantis Toboggan, uh, EO Dubs, Pride of Long Island, New York. Uh, Mantis, nice for hopping on the podcast, buddy. Thanks for having me. And it's actually Doctor Mantis Toboggan. Yeah, um, that was I'm idiot. I'm I'm not a doctor, so I'm not smart enough to remember that. But uh, okay. congratulations on being a doctor, and also thank you for coming on the podcast. Where we're going to talk about the EASHL here, just for a little bit. Um, if Hal, just say it, dude. We're the greatest three v three eliminator team in the world, dude. It's, I didn't say it with enough conviction there. I'm actually a little nervous. This is the first time I've made that declaration outside of our team, like in the locker room, like where, where I feel it's confidential. I feel like we just brought it into the media. It's probably gonna be a lot of people saying you probably aren't the best team in the world, but I think, oh, that's I, think we, I think we have the right features. Yeah, I think we absolutely do. Um, I mean, it's been an electric time. We started off playing the EASHL league, which uh, through like 120 games, we're 500. So I, I think that kind of just says that we're not that great, but <laughs> when it comes to 3v3 eliminator it seems like every single time we put this thing on we leave with the championship and one of our key uh cogs to that is mantis dr mantis toboggan uh and again he's on to join us so normally it's us three if you guys play eashl for a ps4 or anything like that we challenge you to a best of seven game series i doubt that you'll even make it out of fucking four games probably but uh yeah we're pretty good but I just kind of, I just want to bring up some things, right? We have both of you guys on right now. It's pivoting from league play to the, or from the 3v3 eliminator to league play, one of the hardest things that you guys have ever had to do. So hard, dude. Like, I'm, I'm an R1 champion. Uh, I cannot put the R1 button away. It takes me about a period and a half to, to scale it back from crazy 3v3 eliminator to the regular, like, ESHL. And it's, I, I, always am uh going down on a shootout and uh, they always they always take the puck away so i feel bad um but it's part of the price we have to pay you know it is how what do you have on the on pivoting from league play to chaos or from chaos to league play yeah i would take it one step further if you go from the eliminator challenge to 6v6 that is like a different world you feel like you're on drugs trying to play 6v6 it doesn't make any sense there's too many x's and o's i think that's the issue with us we're more it's more of an NHL hit situation in Eliminator, and then we start throwing these rules in, and we can't kind of let the body fly. That's when when our game falters. I think I think our physical aggression and our, our ability to take penalties in the Eliminators is ultimately what makes us a good team. I feel like 6v6 is just, like, not fun to play at all. There's, like, no room to do anything. And you can't, like, you're only controlling one person. So it's easier when you have, like, control of everybody on your team. But I, 6v6 is buns, dude. But maybe... Maybe 6v6 is, like, where the real players go. I don't know. Shout out to any of the real players. Like, let us know where you're at. Like, like, in the Eliminator. 
Do you think the best 6v6 team in the world could beat us in a 3v3 Eliminator Challenge? Yeah, probably. I think so. Because <laughs> they're going to have those guys that can just rip from the red line and go bar down. Yeah. And you can't really stop anyone from doing that. So, I, I also had this written down, and uh, I'm playing on a bum leg in, in PS4, and nobody really wanted to give me a pat on the back for doing that. It's still... Uh, producing pretty much a couple points a game. I just wanted to give you guys an opportunity to, to, to let me know what you think of that, the, the fact that Ked can't even skate and, he, and he's still producing. I think it's I think it's great. Like I've always tried to uh, commend you on your, your valor and your just willingness to just like sh- like show up and shut up about it because like you do put up points. And then we just play we played the disability. You know, you can only skate left. We run yep. all of our plays to the left. <laughs> you know, so it's like. We we play the curve, we play the wind. Um, it's like that, and I think that just shows to the like uh, the dynamic ability of this three v three team. Like yeah, throw curveball, we can can still yeah. swing. And right now I'm day to day. I should be getting a new controller tomorrow, so I should be back to 100% health. Um, Dubs, you talked about running plays. Yeah, we do have a play. I'm not going to divulge couple, it. We have a couple plays. Yeah, we we've been working on it. Um, it's basically a five step play. Uh, first thing you have to do is yell, run the play. Or yeah, um, first thing. Because one time we didn't say it, and we ran the play anyway, and we scored. And it was sick. But at the same time, it was like, fuck, we didn't tell each other to run it. Yeah. My, I just want to run the play so many times and successful with it that we just make people rage quit. Like, that is my ultimate. Just like, play, play, play. Yeah. yeah. And and so Mantis and I, I would I would argue that you and I have played the most – EASHL games together by far, right? Can you give a little background on my rise to uh, rise to? Yeah, 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 should we should we should. So when this first began, like everybody kind of got online and chill around the same time, and it may have been like a couple days before the quarantine had happened. So the first day that we all played, everybody hopped on. I think we did a six v six, and it was fucking sick, especially considering that like I'd never played online from my house before because I had terrible internet, but I got better internet now. Whatever. So it was pretty cool. Um, the next God, day, I think it was like literally the next day, Mantis went to Ireland to find a place to go get married with his uh, fiance and his fiance's mom. So while Mantis was gone, the boys were just chilling. And we, we fucking ran right up the ranks. Uh, in his one performance before he left, Eamon did so much that he was awarded an A on his jersey that he, that he didn't even know about. So he, he went to Ireland. And you, how long were you in Ireland for? You kind of got locked down there for a little bit. Yeah, I was there for 12 days. And uh, when I finally came back, the, like, I didn't even care about coronavirus. I didn't care that I didn't have toilet paper in my apartment in New York City. I just was like, plug me in. And uh, that's I turned on the sticks. I didn't even unpack anything. And I was just like, wow, the boys put in work. I'm already 40 games behind this season. Everyone's like level 30, 40. So I really hunkered down. I, I took my training back to uh cheek to went to buffalo um, <laughs> hold on hold on before this even happened so Dubs and i are playing a couple games and i'm like hey are you around later and he's like nah dude like i'm i'm actually getting out of new york city like it's getting kind of scary i'm going to buffalo i'm like oh man and, I, and then i'm like aiming like i don't know how but you gotta you gotta make sure you bring your playstation and he, and he goes you think i already have that fucking thing packed so like, you were all, you were all ready to go with it and then and- I called ahead to let Corey's dad know. I was like, hey, do you have, like, a hardwire setup? Because I'm going to need some fast internet. So uh, made it to Buffalo, and 
I think in one week of quarantine, I was able to get to level 50. Um, yeah, that, that was like you and I staying up late, playing a couple games of Chell. Dubs, uh, he's probably heard me fart more than any human being <laughs> since, since like online has started. Like we'll be in the middle of a game and I'll let one go. And like, I guess like when I'm playing video games in the room by myself, I just don't think it's funny when I fart. And I, I, I think I forget that Mantis is there. So like I'll let one rip and then all of a sudden it's like pause. I'm like, did you press pause, dude? And he's laughing his ass off. So, <laughs> oh, it's uh, funny no matter how old you are, dude, or where you are. Really, Mantis and I's relationship on the EASHL grind has really grown. I think the last game that we played, the first game, Division Two, we got mm-hmm. beat seven one, and I haven't, I haven't seen you since then. Um, <laughs> I feel like I feel like you've played so much Chell that you're starting to resent certain people, computers on our team. I am, dude. <laughs> Murphy and Slater, dude. I which is them. which is what I'm bringing into the next conversation. Murphy and Slater, guys. So this is this is kind of like what I think is going on. I think Slater is the riverboat gambler, <clears throat> as Biz would say. He uh, he joins a rush, and Murphy's just absolute dog shit. Unless I have the puck and he's defending against me, he's sick. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys have on Slater and Murphy? I mean, I would say Murphy, Murphy uh, penalty shots are probably some of the worst things you'll ever see. He usually just skates directly into the goalie, doesn't get a shot off. It's frustrating to see. At least Slater can, like, Slater can, he buries every now and then. But at the end yeah. of the day, he's going to, he's probably going to let you down more than he brings you up. I think it's a lose-lose. I think if there's two people, we really need to start thinking about having uh, someone playing defense, so we have one of the forwards instead of Slater or Murphy. So, so for anybody who's listening has no idea what the fuck's going on, when you play 3v3, if, if you only have two people, you get a computer. And what we do is we normally run a, a center and a wing, and then the defenseman, if you're home, is... You get King and um, Murphy, right? No, no, because King, it's King and Slater, Lockhart, and Murphy. Yeah. Because if it was Lockhart and Slater, you'd win all the time. Always. Oh, yeah, that's another thing. King sucks. Lockhart's better. These are the two goalies that you get in this game. But, uh, Mantis, what do you, what do you have on, on the defensive situation? Because I know that you, you – you I mean, out of that. so I'm I'm not of the school where uh, – I'm at the school of like where technology scares me and I hate it. So it's like when I call for the puck, R2, it's either an offside, <coughs> either it's a, a automatic giveaway to the other team. And I tell you, I, I call for the puck at least twice a game, and I'll be like backdoor, and he either takes a shot and doesn't look, doesn't give me the look, or it's a turnover and it's a two on zero, and I almost have broken my controller multiple times because yeah uh, of that. So that's a frustration. And then kind of what you uh, alluded to, and uh, like I'll I'll curl in, like do a little nice Gretzky curl, like at the hash marks, and Murphy will just be out of nowhere and just poke check it away from me. Yeah, I'm like how like you don't do that when you're on our team, so. I think the inconsistencies with AI, uh, if anyone has any um, hacks to the AI, like let us know, like leave it in the comment section or something like tweak that a little bit while we're playing online. If anyone knows any hacks. And while Mantis went to training uh, when he came back from Ireland to get back up the thing, I would just want to say I appreciated (laughs) every glitch that you would point out. And and I, I think I don't think they were glitches. I think at the beginning, I believe the fact that like you were YouTubing videos but as as goals just kept continually going in, you're like, oh yeah, that's a glitch. I saw that yesterday. So <laughs> my, my my question for you, dude, are glitches real or are you just making that shit up? So 
I don't know if anyone's heard this, but when I score a goal, my uh, emote is the guy yells, that's a glitch goal. So um, <laughs> I'm all about <laughs> the glitch goals. Um, but no, I did do some research. I do, I do find um, like, they're not technically glitches, but they're like easy ways to score, like the forehand, backhand, forehand, or like you hold L2 for a second on a breakaway. You can, or the three, um, hit R3 three times, do three leg kicks. Oh, yeah, three um, legs. Like shit like that kind of just gives you an advantage to beating the AI. So I wouldn't call them glitches other than, like, uh, easier ways to be more efficient in scoring. So Dude, When um, the other team has the puck at a penalty shot and they hammer the leg kick three times before they even move, I get chills down my spine, dude. Oh, and you can't even, like... Because you have such a bad angle from the bench, too. Like, you're just yeah. waiting for the crowd to erupt or, like, the red lights go on. And you're just like... I feel like the goalie has the same angle that we do on the bench. Because they're always so fucking far out of position. It's insane. <laughs> Especially in the Eliminator Challenge, they're, like, in the yeah. fucking corner. I feel so, like, helpless and like when that, those are happening. Because you can't do anything. Mm-hmm. You're just like... <laughs> yeah. It's Speaking of a helpless feeling, and we also brought up the R2 button before, I just wanted the team's opinion on uh, moving the puck as a goalie rather than taking the draw. Uh, as a team, we've run into issues with it. Um, personally, I love hammering R2 when the goalie makes a save. doesn't always go to our guy, but I just don't have time for face-offs, I feel like. I'm too impatient. Like I like pace play. What do you guys have? Did you guys talk about how we lost the game in 18 seconds? No, we didn't. We were up. We were up. What, we were, I think we were up one goal. No, we, we had two goals. We had unfortunate. Oh, we were up two. Oh, my God. 18 <laughs> seconds left. And I'm like, before this, I was like, guys, like, press triangle, cover the puck. Don't play the puck. And, of course, if, if I'm given directions, Hal goes, all right, dude. <laughs> so, of course, you hear in Lee's background, R2 getting hammered. You hear the... the <laughs> and... Uh, I was really upset, and he just threw it out to a guy and scores. I'm like, all right, whatever, 2-1. We have eight, 15 seconds left. They win the faceoff, go down, now it's 2-2. Two, two. We're going and this to is overtime. playoff. This yeah, is, this play- is playoffs, and We had never so. played in the playoffs yet. We went to two overtimes, I think? No, that was the first game. I won a double overtime game on a bum leg. People forget. That was huge, dude. And then second round of playoffs, that was heartbreaking. And then we had never played playoffs before, so we were like, okay, let's run it back. And then we lost in the first round. We're like, okay, let's run it back. And it's like you've run out of opportunities to play in the playoffs. I'm like, oh, all right. Well, yeah. Till next time. But we, we should try to like live stream that or something. Or get some, yeah. Uh, I've been thinking about investing in like one of those Twitch cameras, but I feel like yeah. I, I'll just get made fun of Mercis. Immersive. What is that? Mercifully? Yeah. Yeah. Mercifully? Another question for you. So I got into this because of Mantis. Every week you have like these little challenges you can do in one of the weeks it was goalie gear so i hopped in that i don't think i've ever won a game online but it is fun as shit to play goalie yeah and you got those sick camel pads and blocker and jersey so you're just kind of like a floating head out there my favorite is recently we all signed up there are four of us playing so we'll do a little 3v3 and we're talking about the pads i got that mantis helped me get because they were all camo and he's like dude they're such limited edition nobody i bet nobody even did that and then we go and play a team and the, the other kid had literally the same gear i had on it's like oh maybe it's not that limited it was though they was how do you have anything else about the easa job yeah, i just really quick i know we've kept mantis longer than we asked for 
very gracious for his time, but he's just showing why he's a leader on the ice by showing up to this. He's doing it for the team. Um, my question for you, Mantis, if you could only have one loadout for the rest of time on Chell, what would your loadout be? Um, so I've, I've experimented, and Ked can definitely attest to this, that I've, I've tried the enforcer, I've tried the puck-moving defenseman, I've tried the sniper, and honestly, I think it just goes back to my roots when, when I was a player of just, like, you, you mentally need to connect the player's mind to the avatar loadout that you have, and I'm a two-way forward, baby. Like, yeah. I'm big body hits, I'm, I'm six foot, probably 210, and uh, I have uh, X, what is it, the uh, iron lungs, the yeah. fast feet. And the uh, wicked wrister too, and I think that has uh, been very fruitful for our team, and uh, makes me gets me up out of bed every morning, you know. Absolutely. I mean, it's just fun. I, I feel like we sound so silly being like doing all this, but there's not much there's to do. Nothing else, sports, dude. Yeah, <laughs> and then you might as well play hockey with the boys, and like that's kind of what we've been doing. There's nothing better than when all the boys are on a phone call and we're all just fucking wheeling around out there. Can't wait to see my cell phone bill of just like minutes logged after like. 11:30 to like two. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's it's gonna be pretty interesting, dude. Maybe we can Instagram that out. But uh, um, I, I, that's I think that's what we got. How do you have anything else for Mantis? That's it. I mean, thanks for coming on, Mantis. Live from a basement in Buffalo, New York, drinking a Bloody Mary, dude. I wouldn't expect it any other way, dude. So thank you for coming on. Thanks for uh, having me, guys. Happy Easter. Happy Easter, Mantis. Happy Easter, you guys. Hope to be on again someday. All right. <laughs> Bye. All right. Thanks again for EO Dobbs' electric appearance. Uh, what do you have on on his play with the boys, dude? Like, I mean, he's a leader on and off the ice. I think all he does is show leadership. I was gonna bring it up, but I forgot on the podcast there was a point we talked about how um, he went to Ireland for like two weeks and and he had just gone to A and there were there were rumblings in the locker room he might get stripped of his A but he came back from Ireland uh, hungrier than ever and really showed why he is a leader on the team. It is true. Uh, it was I mean, I don't know where our team would be without Mantis Toboggan, so shout out to Dubs. Uh we're keeping this podcast kind of short. All right, and now we're going to hop into our Heroes and Zeros brought to you by Log of Sports Dominic Moore take it away. Hey fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff here. All right, heroes and zeros time. Hal, what do you got? Uh, zero of the week, dude. Uh, so my, I'm going to start with my zero. It's Mario Lemieux. This is like a weird thing. I just saw it on Reddit. I was cruising through Reddit. It was showing his house. Mario Lemieux had like this like crazy-ass like castle mansion in Mount Tremblant that he sold last year. Mount Mar- Tremblant, like when you're in high school, that's where all the super, super hot high school chicks go for like spring break was was Mount Tremblant. Do you remember that? Like all the popular girls would go to Tremblant. Yeah, that's my that's why Mario Lemieux is my zero of the week because who what NHL player buys a house in Mount Tremblant? I literally thought that's where 18-year-old Americans went to go to a strip club for the first time. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> nailed nailed it on the head there. It's kind of a weird move, Mario. Uh, I There's mean a- Classier in Quebec? Yeah, no, here's the thing. Like, if you were ever, like, had buy a house on a mountain, I'd be like, fuck yeah, that's cool. But I also don't have the money that this guy has. Like, I feel like he could have probably picked a different place to do this. Like, where doesn't Tom Brady have, like, a place in Montana or some shit? Like, yeah. Where, where did Daddy Baseball just go? Like, why didn't he have a house there? 
<laughs> I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you're, like, one of the richest hockey players in the world, you got to come up with something better than Matt Tremblant. If you're a Canadian from Quebec, like, I understand you like mountain ranges and you wanted, like, a sick place outside. I just feel like there's got to be a cooler town. No, no, I, I would I would agree with that. There, there is a cooler place. Maybe that's why he's selling it. Maybe that's why he's getting a new one. So do you want to – you got a hero or a zero you want to spell to? Uh, my hero of the week goes to the Pat Dempsey, uh, Mike Ruzioni from the from the Miracle movie. He came on, and we've had a lot of, like, engagement from our listeners saying that they really liked that, that interview. I thought it was really cool to listen to him. If you guys get a chance, check it out. That's episode 133, I think. Um, it was just cool to sit down with him and talk to him. He's a super, super cool guy. I thought what was awesome about it is it was literally just, like, fantasy camp like these guys would just go play hockey forever and like that's how they filmed the movie and it was it wasn't they almost had like their own team like they would play in games with each other all the goddamn time so like that's a dream come true so my hero of the week goes to him i thought that was awesome it's beautiful dude uh my hero of the week goes to electricity i lost my power for like 30 hours it sucked i feel like i cursed myself i don't know if we want to Circle back, I think about two months ago on the podcast, I said that losing your internet and Wi-Fi was just as bad as losing your power. I made that statement on this podcast. Uh, that is not the case. It is a lot worse to lose your power, dude. I did not, I didn't have a good time. So my hero of the week is electricity. I, I'm very thankful for you. So you didn't have a generator. How'd you keep on? I did. I mean, we were at like a nice 54 degrees. It really comes down to sweatpants, sweatshirts, and blankets at the end of the day. You're camping uh, in the house. Yeah, it's trash, dude. And, like, the worst worst part, too, is, like, we bought a ton of food, right, because of the the coronavirus or whatever's going on. Like, I don't know if you've been to a grocery store, dude, but, like, I'm not that bugged out by the coronavirus. I almost had, like, panic attacks in the grocery store. Like, there was one point where I was at the cash register the last time I went, and, like, I was, like, seeing stars. It was so fucked. And then I went to the grocery store again another time, and the lady behind me, and our we had to wait in line to get into the grocery store by standing six feet apart, and the lady behind me was just hacking up along the whole time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, this is it. So right now, like, I don't know what's going on with myself internally. Hopefully that lady was okay. So, I mean, just having to go back to the grocery store and losing groceries and shit, that just was, like, an added suck to it. No, I mean, that's definitely a for sure one. I, with my zero of the week, I'm going to just kind of go off of that. There was this video of this man on a bus in Philadelphia. I don't know if you saw this. And he was getting ripped off the bus by like 10 cops because he didn't have a face mask on. And everybody was up in arms, like defending this guy. Like, oh, really takes 10 cops, blah, blah, blah. Hey, buddy, how about you don't be a fucking idiot and just wear a mask like everybody else is instead of claiming victim here. Like you're out there. Don't be an asshole. Like that's the only thing. Yeah, of course he's going to get ripped off, ripped off the bus. If people are supposed to have masks on, he doesn't have a mask on. Yeah. No, dude, I 100% agree. And, like, I don't want to come off as a hero on this either. But, dude, I was talking to my grandma, of all people. And, like, I feel like everyone, we're trying to protect, like, the elderly. And, like, that's a big thing for me is, like, making sure she's okay. And, like, and like I feel like a lot of people have the same fear. And she's telling me that she has friends that came back from Florida, like, two days ago and are just going around to grocery stores and, like, out in public and hanging out with friends and stuff. And it's like, we're – we're trying to help you old people and like you don't <laughs> dude like yeah come on. You know, that was like a huge slap in the face to me no no it, it is it is honestly like we're doing this for the older generation if the older generation aren't participating it's like and dude here's one the guy who got ripped off a bus people who are on buses aren't normally younger people i'm assuming it's probably older people trying to get to and from places so that's the number one place that you do need to be protective and this guy's just out here, and then he's claiming victim, like, oh, I can't believe this. Like, they ripped this guy off the bus. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. 
Right? I I agree, dude. In tight quarters, like, I just... In the classic, get off the bus, fucking get obliterated by 10 cops. I need every one of your badge numbers. Anybody who ever says I need a badge number from a cop is a fucking asshole. <laughs> like, just don't act like an idiot. You don't have to deal with cops. That's, like, the number one thing. Like, don't break the law or do something to get pulled over or confronted by a cop. You don't have to worry about it. This might be, re- this might be really dumb, dude, but... Um... Why do you, why do people why do you need a badge number? Isn't there don't they usually wear like a name tag? I don't know, dude. I I avoid circumstances with police, so I never get into one of those things. Because if there's ever a video of Ked on the internet drunk screaming, "Oh, I want your badge number," just put me out of my misery, dude. <laughs> All right, dude. That's fair. That's fair. So I mean, you just had like three zeros in the week, in one, yeah. dude. It's impressive. Yeah. Zeros and zeros, Dominic Moore, love you, buddy. All right, now it's time to move on to three stars. Take it away. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. All right, three stars time. Here we go. It's Easter Sunday. seemed like an easy thing to do. Why don't we do the three things that we like about Easter as my dog is going crazy downstairs. Uh my third star, I like those Reese's eggs, dude. And I put this on here, and I was a little bit back and forth on it because you're allergic to peanut butter, but there's nothing better than a Reese's egg. Uh, I feel bad that you've never been able to really experience peanut butter, dude. <laughs> yeah, I don't have much on that, dude. Tom Pody, shout out Tom Pody, peanut allergy warrior. Yeah, but I, I'm looking at you, and, like, you would be a huge peanut butter guy. <laughs> It's it's so fucking good. I don't doubt it, dude. I don't doubt it at all. I don't really hate it. Um, I guess I was gonna say I I actually like Easter candy. I like Cadbury eggs. I like the other eggs filled with milk with like the candy shell. I think those are good. I'm indifferent on Peeps. People give them a really hard time, but I don't mind them. I ate zero Easter candy this year, and it's just kind of hitting me right now. It's kind of sad. Fit fam, dude. Yeah. Um, speaking of fit fam, dude, my third star of the week uh for easter it's just that time of year and this is kind of a negative it's that time of year um where it's nice enough where you can go out for like a walk or do something outside but it's really not that nice out there's still like mud everywhere like your shoes get dirty like if you try to do something on grass every now and then like you're gonna divot like i just i'm not a big spring guy yeah i don't really like spring either dude um i it sucks because as soon as winter's done, at least for me, like my vehicle is always a mess. So I always clean it out as soon as winter's done. And I don't tell myself, hey, idiot, it's spring. This is when, you're, this is when your vehicle's really going to get trashed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Then you have to do it all over again, dude. I mean, you got to get the salt off at least, though. But I get what you're saying with that. I just, I'm out on it. I just think spring is just a tease. You know what I mean? Like get me to summer. Yeah, and you never know if it's actually going to snow again. Like, that's the thing. Like, you, spring is such a tease. Like, you'll get a 60-degree D, 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 wow, degree day, and you're like, yes, let's go. And then two days later, you get eight inches of snow. Right. So. That's literally, I was, on Wednesday, on Wednesday, I was outside in shorts, and on Thursday, there was a snowstorm, and I lost power for 30 hours. So, life comes at you fast. <laughs> Dude, losing power during quarantine is the worst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I lost it last week. Thank God it came on, like, really soon, but. Brutal. My uh, my number two star, because of quarantine and all this stuff, uh, we're doing Mamma Mia's Chicken Parm for Easter this year. Uh, if you're in the upstate New York area, check them out, Mamma Mia's. It is a, they have the best chicken parm I've ever had, and the coolest part about it is like they're in like a Price Chopper Plaza, so you wouldn't think that this place would be sick, but they're legit, dude. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I like Mamma Mia's. I think their pizza is underrated, too. I think they have pretty good dishes. I've never had their chicken parm, so I'll get back to you on it. I have a pretty particular chicken parm that I, I usually like. Um, Where's that from? Well, I don't know. I'm just saying more of a style, dude. I just like my chicken parm, and this might be – you might not agree with this. I like it very thin. Like, you know no, when – Yes, yes, dude. You dude. ever know when you get, like, it feels like you're, like, eating, like, a breast? It's like, no, like, yeah. it needs to be, like, pounded out or whatever they do to it. Yes, 1,000%. couldn't agree more. So if that's what it's like, I'm sure I'd fucking love it. Um, yeah, I mean, going right on meats, dude. My number two star is ham. I, I'm not going to sit here and say I love ham. I like ham. I probably only eat it at holidays. Um, I don't even really know, like, how connected ham is to Easter. I think it's pretty. It's a pretty big staple in a good amount of people's homes. I just want to become, like, the meat guy in my household um, on holidays. Like, I want to try to get good at that and, like, kind of, like, have that be, like, my thing where I don't have to do all the other stuff in the day but, like, wake up early and prep the meat and get that going. I like the idea of that. It's an easy way to drink throughout the day as well. My issue with ham, dude, is, like, it's just not that high quality. I had plans of getting a nice ham somewhere, like, going to a butcher, but I got stuck at the grocery store. Like, I don't think it's good. Like, I'm going to try to glaze it, but it's probably going to be very mediocre at best. You need a t-shirt that says, we have the meats. <laughs> I don't think I like, do you like Arby's, dude? No, but, like, you want to be the meat guy. I don't know if I want to be, like, yeah, I just want to be the holiday meat guy. I got the holiday meats. <laughs> the meats Speaking of holiday meats, this is, like, a Christmas meat. Do you, have you ever had, like, the summer sausage? It's, like, the Pepperidge Farm thing. It comes in those, like, baskets. Maybe. Probably. You probably have, dude. It's very unforgettable, but I just figured if anyone's listening, summer sausage it's a good, it's good meat. Good meats, dude. And my, and my number one star, dude, is kind of the quarantine, dude. Like, to me, I hate Easter because Easter always kind of seemed like the year that nothing really happens, but it's one day out of the year that you have to go hang out with people that you don't really want to. Uh, this year, I'm just hanging out with the boys and, like, my mom, and that, that's about it. I don't have to worry about anything else or putting on a face and being like, oh, my God, I'm so happy I get to see you three times a year. So uh, I haven't showered today and it's a holiday. Right, dude. Like it is so nice having a holiday and not having to pretend like you're like some like awesome person of society. Like I can just be a dirtbag today. Yeah, 100 percent. I like that a lot, too. Um, I honestly usually don't do much for Easter anyway, I don't think. But not having to dress up is like is always a plus, like not having to like have those conversations is great like i woke up i had a conversation with my grandma and i've talked to my parents and that's that's pretty much all i have to do for the rest of the oh, day now you got the ham that's yeah. <laughs> i got my ham um so that's a good one i agree with that my number one star of easter is just that it's a fucking wild card out of all the holidays it doesn't have an assigned number it like sometimes it's like it feels like it's towards the end of april sometimes it's like the very beginning sometimes it's in the middle like, I, I hope I'm not 100% wrong on this, but I feel like I never know when, when Easter is, no. and I fucking love it. Never know when Easter is. It's always a wild card, dude. <laughs> I had no – I found out Easter – I found out it was Easter this year, this Sunday, like on Friday, on Good Friday. I was like, oh, man, Easter's this weekend? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's insane. You know, It just comes up on you. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I guess Thanksgiving's kind of like that, but Thanksgiving's like the last Thursday of November, right? All right, listen, I'm about to get real into this right now. What is Easter? Uh, I think I think the big guy, big guy upstairs rose. <laughs> he rose. Yeah. So like he... why is that day changing? What's that? Like, why is Easter changing then? 
It's a Resurrection Sunday. Okay, so he resurrected on different Sundays? I'm confused. <laughs> All right. I, I mean, I'm assuming it's, it's a sign to something. It's because it's related to some sort of religious full moon. The Paschal full moon can fall on various days. So I guess back in the day, they weren't looking at calendars. They're like, there's a full moon. So he, he rose on a full moon. We can't go back and figure out what fucking day that was. It says Sunday, Jesus Christ resurrection, which is when uh, came to the tomb where Jesus was buried and found it empty. Like, I feel like that's a certain day that that happened. I don't know. I so, don't know. Yeah. I, it says it always falls on a Sunday between March 22nd and April 25th. I mean, that's a wide window. That's over 30 days. It's like, a fucking month. <laughs> like... And that's a good point, dude. Like, we could not even realize it, but it could be, like, Tuesday would be the day that Jesus actually rose. Like, we're just guessing. Yeah, we're just saying, oh, uh, yeah, Easter, that's one Sunday during these 30 days. Right. It's like Danny Almonte's birth certificate, dude. You just don't know what to believe. That's, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it, but, all right. Well, that's, I think that's kind of what we have. Did you give us your number? Yeah, that was it. All right. That was the podcast this week. Uh, you have anything else, Al? That's it, dude. Short, sweet. Thanks to Dubsy for coming on, and I'm glad that Dale served his suspension. Oh, and you are going to put in uh, the revised dose of Dale, correct? Shit, we can do that right now. Yes, Daily Dose of Dale with Lenny. Play it. Hey, what's up, fellas? This is Kevin from, uh, well, I'm from New York, but I'm down in New Orleans now, and I go by Puck Raker on the blog. Looking to get the call up. Not a big hockey market here, but I've been doing squats like, you know, once a month. So I feel like I have a ton to offer. And I guess what opinion I want to put out there today is that I think hockey would do really well in West Virginia. I know that there are already 32 NHL teams, and I think there's like an EC team in Wheeling, West Virginia. Um, I think Biz played for them. But there's nothing in West Virginia. There's nothing to do. And there's just a bunch of hard-nosed people that would love the blue-collar aspect of hockey. And it would engage a whole, like, different demographic of people. And as hockey moves on, I think what we really need to do as a game is get into those places that aren't represented in the bigger sports. When you get into the smaller cities, I've been saying this for a long time, it would probably never work out with the finances, but I think, you know how soccer leagues do relegation where the bottom three teams drop down, the top three teams pop up to the top league? I think that could actually work in hockey because I think the money is a little more evenly distributed than, uh, like, baseball. Um, I'm going to stop now. All right. Thanks to Leonard for putting that out. Uh Hockey in West Virginia. Do you have anything on that? No, I mean, I think it's a good idea. I don't know. I've always kind of assumed like an NHL team could do something very similar to the Green Bay Packers, where you have like a small town in an area that likes the sport um, that would support it. I totally get what he's saying. Like, if you look at like the Mountaineers have a huge following from the whole state. My only concern with it would be is I don't know if it has NHL power, especially because Pittsburgh is so close. That's the only thing that I think holds it back. I think it would be an unbelievable AHL team, but do you think that West Virginia eat shit pit? Is that what you're about to say? Oh, I'm just saying, can you imagine the rivalry between the city slickers of Pittsburgh and the fucking people from the woods of West Virginia? Oh, yeah, God. 
that actually sold it on me, sold me more on it. Because if you think about yeah. it, West Virginia, they hate Pitt, the college, eat shit Pitt, but eat they root for all their pro sports teams. That doesn't make sense. So I guess, I guess in a sense, it really would just open up right away. Oh my God. If there was a West Virginia and everybody in the state bought into like this hockey team, that would be incredible. It'd be I, incredible. Did he say what town you would put it in? No, but like I would think Morgantown. Wheeling. Maybe. I guess those are the only two options, really. I don't know. That would be unbelievable. I can't even imagine what the rink would look like. Can you imagine if they put it underground, like cave miners? Yeah, I mean, at, at the same sense, dude, I mean, there should be a – I think a good step would be a West Virginia D1 hockey team. That would be sick, um, having those fans there. If that worked out, I think an NHL team would make sense too. Fuck. West Virginia hockey. Lenny, thank you for the daily dose of Lenny. Uh, that was one shot and done. He did a pretty good job, so – it was informative, and it also, you know, opened up our minds to new ideas. Yeah, and uh, we're going to have an interview Wednesday. I think Fridays we're going to start bringing on the Ultimate Hockey Fan Cave guys, Ken and Jordy, which I think would be pretty cool. Um, just stay tuned. There's going to be a lot of stuff coming your way. Anything else, Al? That's it, man. Have a good week. All right, guys. Take it easy. Pull up in a monster automobile gangster With a bad bitch that came from Sri Lanka Yeah, I'm in a tanga, color a Willy Wonka You could be the king, but watch the queen conquer Okay, first things first, I'll eat your brain Then I'ma start rocking gold teeth and fangs Cause that's what a motherfucking monster do He a dresser from Milan, that's the monster do Monster just a be